Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we get into the interview, I've got a small favor to ask. We would love a rating and review. This really helps us grow the podcast, and your feedback informs future interviews and where we're taking this. So if you can, please pause, go to your favorite platform, give us a rating, give us a review, leave some feedback. It really makes a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Carl Honoré, the godfather of slow and author of the global bestseller In Praise of Slow, turns his attention to anti-aging. And in this discussion, Carl and I explore how he believes the world tries to shove older people into limiting stereotypes. And Carl is fighting back in a big way. He's fighting these outdated stereotypes by simply doing whatever he feels like doing at any age and without making apologies. Carl also touches on the idea of being ashamed of growing older and lying about your age. He now takes the exact opposite approach and he treats every year that he adds to his age like a milestone. And he talks about it being like a video game. So, hey, I'm at level 54 now, and then you go to level 55. And I really love that. And I've been using that in presentations and quoting Carl, rather than going, oh my God, I'm turning 54 and I'm getting old. So this is a cracker. If you are maturing gracefully or disgracefully, Carl gives you lots of frameworks to be proud of adding those numbers rather than trying to fight and run away from them. It's pretty scary what's happening with some of the technology. We look at CRISPR, you look at mm. genome profiling. There's some stuff coming. There's some stuff that's happening now. It's very new. Yeah. I think some stage in the next five or ten years, we're going to have a whole different way of approaching ageing. They're already looking with telomere length. But it's interesting, right? You don't just want to grow older. You want to be bolder. So it's having yeah. the spirit. It's having that vitality. It's, it's having that, that curiosity as well. You don't just want to you know, get to 80 or 90 and say, I've got no interest. Yeah. Yeah. And you, of course, you're less likely to get to 80 and 90 if you've got new interests, because having interests, exposing yourself to novelty, pushing yourself outside the proverbial comfort zone, learning new stuff, that's part of refreshing yourself. That keeps you cognitively and physically fit, along with the socializing, the diet, the exercise, all those other things. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of the, the lessons that I take home most from the book is that ageism or the cult of youth is is a self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, if you believe that aging will be bad, there's a very good chance that it will be, mm. right? You know, you're more likely to suffer from physical, cognitive decline, dementia, even die earlier. So- Well, is it some uh, of the research you tapped into, I can't rem remember the lady's name, but seven years, you can wipe off your life yeah. just by the way you think about aging. Yeah, which is just mind-boggling if you think about it. But it shows how we are creatures of, of the mind, right? You know, we're physical bodies in the world, but so much of it is tied up with attitude and what, the choices we make. Mm. You know, this is not something that the government is gonna decree. It's not something that your partner is gonna push. It's gonna come from you. It's gonna come from us inside, is making that shift, that change of gears, that new way of thinking. And that's that's gotta be the start for everything. And then, you know, all the stuff around you and the new science that's coming online all the time, mm. that will play into how all of us um, age in, in the coming years, but the starting point is always going to be being bold. A quick break in the program to let you know about the Performance Intelligence Masterclass. You see, every week we receive a number of requests from people listening to the podcast 
or attending one of my keynote presentations wanting to know more about personal performance coaching. Due to the demands on my time running strivestronger.com, delivering mental skills training for athletes and sporting teams, my speaking practice, and also having four kids, I only allocate a set amount of time each week, about half a day, towards coaching. And this is primarily targeted at senior executives and entrepreneurs and founders. The starting price for my coaching programs is $15,000, which I realize is a lot of money and it's prohibitive for many people. So, based on the success of a 12-month coaching program we've been delivering for a number of corporate clients, we are launching a public version of Performance Intelligence Masterclass. It's open to the public and it's open to people like you. So if you would like to boost your psychological fitness and resilience, enhance physical well-being and energy, if you want to live longer, if you want to increase productivity, if you want to enhance cognitive capacity and decision-making, and if you want to do this with a support group of like-minded people, oh, and if you also want to make more money, Performance Intelligence Masterclass has been designed for you. How does it work? Well, the format is we pick a theme for each quarter like being match fit or boosting productivity or accelerating mental skills, enhancing leadership, etc. There's a half-day group workshop. Then we have six weeks of check-ins where you're made accountable each week just by asking five or six key questions. And then we wrap that up with a 60 to 90-minute workshop, six weeks after the half-day workshop. And then for the rest of the quarter, you put this into practice. To find out more, go to andrewmay.com slash Performance Intelligence Masterclass. Yeah. Do you know Linda Grattan? I, yeah, I do. The 100 Year Life. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And she wrote that with a, a professor at London Business yes, School. Yes, I read that book. Yeah. The, sh- um, the Yes. Yeah. The 100 I'm Year Life. I'm trying to remember his name. Richard. A- is it Andrew? Andrew, not Scott, but I know the book. Yes, I, I read that Andrew book. Scott, yeah. 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 So I, I did a speaking tour with Linda a couple of years ago. Beautiful woman. Um, and she gets up on stage and says, I'm in my mid-60s and life is just starting. So very you know, mm. a bold attitude towards aging. Um, but uh, I often ask people, like, you know, who would like to live to 100 when I'm doing one of my keynotes? Because like, I want to crack 100. My, uh-huh. my great-grandfather lived to 99 years of age oh, wow. and on the farm. And, and the story goes, he was reading the Sydney Morning Herald and right down the bottom of the Marlborough Man smoking, it had smoking may cease your lifespan. So our great-grandfather stopped smoking at 99. Our family joke is he crazy old guy should have smoked to 100. He would have kept going. Could have got through the barrier. He obviously (laughs) had genetics that were – I'm not saying – smoking's terrible but you know he had pretty good genetics but I'll ask people who wants to live to 100 and it's fascinating Carl not a lot of hands go up. Uh And I'll say to the audience, what's going on? Like, if you could live to 100, not just lifespan, but health span, why would you not want to add another 40, 50, 60, 70 years? But that's the the proviso, though, isn't it? If you say to people, I think when you, if you, it depends how you phrase that question. If you say to people, you know, who wants to live to 100, most people in their minds will, will, Imagine somebody broken, yeah. frail in a nursing they home do. in their nineties, right? Yeah. So that attitude you're talking about, a lot of people, oh, oh I can't imagine another yeah. five years of this shit. Exactly. Let alone yeah. another fifty-five. So attitude number one, lifestyle. What, what what are the big things that you got out of the research to stay bold? Um, well, definitely attitude, right? I think that's the starting point. Is just changing that chip that we all carry around in our heads. That taking, getting rid of that downbeat, grim view of aging, right? Looking at creating a new story about 
aging. Ones that's richer, more nuanced, more honest, and more, opti- more optimistic. It's my birthday. The yeah. kids do it, right? Like, I'm turning nine. I can't wait to turn nine. Yeah. Then we turn 21 and go, oh, shit. No one ever looks forward to a God, birthday I'm gonna be after. I'm 30. <laughs> God, then I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you're younger, it's not just I'm turning nine. You sort of say, I'm nine and three quarters, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nine and four fifths. Yeah, right? I'm 52 you're so excited to be Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously you've got attitude. Attitude, yeah. And then, and then the levers that we've kind of already touched on, of course, exercise, diet, staying socially connected, having a purpose, something that really puts fire in your belly and gets you out of bed in the morning, uh, learning, exposing yourself to new things. Uh, I think those are all sort of individual things we can all do. I think it's important to be honest about our age as well. I think that if we, there's so much lying about how old we are, right? And I think when we lie about how old we are, we lock ourselves into those toxic stereotypes, Ooh, right? I haven't heard you talk about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is one of the problems. I mean, if you if you Google- Well, people lie about, like, so all online dating. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah uh, hello? Classic, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Men and women yeah. all around the world are full of shit. Yeah. And then, then they put photos up. Like, I'm not online dating these days, but you, you go- uh, it's like speakers. I know some speakers. You probably know some of them as well who are fantastic speakers. And you look at their marketing and they've still got hair. It's like, mate, you're bald. Yeah. You upgrade <laughs> your photo. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that's part of the problem. I think we when we, we're playing the cult of youth game, when we lie about how old we are and we yeah. you know, post old pictures and that kind of thing. But apart from dating and apart from speakers' profiles, what what what, what happens when we lie about our age? Well, I think what we're telling ourselves there is that we're ashamed to grow older. We're, we're kind of buying into this idea that younger is better and that aging is a curse, something to be ashamed of, disgusted by, which is why if you do type into Google search, I lie about my, the number one answer that comes up is it's not my weight, income, or height. It's not even how much porn I watch, right? <laughs> probably, probably up there in the top four or five. No, it's my age, right? And, you know, so we do. We lie on Tinder. We lie at work. We lie to loved ones. We lie to ourselves, right? I've got a friend who recently celebrated her 39th birthday. Hooray, right? For the fourth time. Yeah. And I think what you do when you tell those lies, and often we're doing it tongue in cheek, it's a bit self-effacing, a bit of fun, you know, or just, is we're just reinforcing the myth, the lie that aging is all bad, it's all downhill. And, and to be honest about how old you are and to say, you know what, I'm, I'm 41, I'm 52, and I'm... I'm okay with that. You know, I'm actually proud of it. I'm, I've reached 52, you know, I'm proud. Of, and, and I've got fuel in the tank and spirit in my heart. And I'm ready to go on for 53 and see where it takes me rather than kind of shrinking back and saying, I'm kind of 49, you know, mm. and I just, I don't know. It just seems to me to, to play into the, that stultifying, stifling cult of youth. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.